bringing you his authentic perspectives on important topics. They live in suburbs together. They live in the city together. They hang out together, all in the same family. We're the only idiots that fight because we want our voice to only be on one side. Like, does that even make any sense? And when the side loses, you lose everything. They, on the other hand, have a voice no matter what because somebody that looks like them is always in, in control. Frank, candid, and straight to the point. Well, it's just a skewed uh, system. Of course it is. It's a lot but, of judgment. But, but answer my question, though. Should we let people what? go? Should we let people go? Like, let's just forget about bail altogether. And if your neighbor commits well, a homicide and kills people... Up, nah, if you kill people and they next to you and you just let them come back and live right next to you, they can live upstairs from you. Let them come in your house. Frank, candid and straight to the point. This is the best radio show in the state of Wisconsin. Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris on 1017 The Truth and The Truth App. Now, he's the mayor of the city of Milwaukee. He's a young man. Give him a chance. I only complain about things that I care about. What I want you to do is pretend like I'm in St. Louis. And all I'm asking the mayor and the common council president and the common council, show me. Now, live from the American Family Insurance Studio at the Avenue in the heart of downtown Milwaukee, here is Dr. Ken Harris. You're listening to Truth in the Afternoon. I'm your host, Dr. Ken Harris. 833-212-1017 is the number. I was teasing everybody today. I said today is, is it Ash Tuesday or Fat Wednesday? And somebody looked at me like, what? It's like, I'm joking. Ash Tuesday and Fat Wednesday. Anyway, it's Ash Wednesday and welcome to Truth in the Afternoon. I'm your host, Dr. Ken Harris. 833-212-1017 is the number. So, I'm just going to jump right in. At least one dead after the Chiefs parade shooting. 10 to 15 people injured. Two people in custody, say the police. CNN, BBC, Fox News, MSNBC. This for the folk, dear Kansas City, dear Kansas City, I got four things, four issues, four problems I want to run by you. So Truth Nation, this is for Kansas City. So if you know anybody in Kansas City, send them the podcast. Go to 1017thetruth.com or go to Spotify, tune in, or any of your, you know, Truth app, Apple Store, Google Store, don't matter where. Find find the app, download it, get the link, send it to somebody. Why? Well, I got four reasons why. Number one, don't let a sports team in your city win a national championship. Ask Milwaukee why. You don't have a shooting. You don't have a shooting. We got a shooting. 
If we have a shooting, y'all should have a shooting. All God's children have a shooting. So just so you know, we had one. We won a national championship. We came to, to do, hey, this is great. We had the parade. We had everything down at the Fiserv Forum. And probably about a mile north, closer to North Avenue, pow, 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 pow. So there you go. Number two, if they win again, and this is also the Milwaukee, if you win again, have your celebration in a stadium where everybody has to check their bags. Everybody has to check their coat. Everybody has to have their person checked. Magnetometers, all sorts of stuff. So you can't get in. Again, number one, don't let a sports team win a national championship. But number two, if they do, if they win, celebrate in a stadium. Don't have a parade. You got questions about that? Ask Milwaukee. Ask Kansas City. Number three, and you got to remember this. And and today this this don't go fast because it's it's yeah two people in custody Super Bowl rally shooting Kansas City Chiefs are in the parade ten to fifteen people injured some of them from getting run over and people scattered and ran number three remember and I know you'll understand this no good deed goes unpunished. You can do all the things right. You can have all the police. You can have all the county police. You can have Kansas City, Kansas police there, Kansas City, Missouri police there, county, everybody, feds, everybody could be there. And guess what? Some knucklehead going to shoot. You know why? Milwaukee had all of the Milwaukee Police Department and many other suburbs and all of the folks that came from the county and all the folks from the state and all the feds that were there. And all the people that came to visit, basketball players who had won the last national championship, right? The NBA championship 50 years ago. Showed up to see it again. And then there's a shooting. Everybody did good. Everybody did great. But of course, no good deed goes unpunished. So what do we know? We know not to let a sports team win any kind of national championship. College, high school, elementary school, uh, uh, um, AAU, definitely not professional. And if they do, and you have a celebration, don't do a parade. That was just dumb all by itself. Hey, I know what we'll do. We'll have a parade. And then they can walk down the street. And people can, yeah, crank rounds into the air. Possibly cause people to panic and run, and then people got hurt and run over and all that stuff. There's one person dead already and two people in custody. But, hey, you got to remember, no good deed goes unpunished. When you do good by your city, I think what the Kansas City Chiefs just found out, your city don't do good by you. But then again, hey, Milwaukee, hey, KC Moe. The biggest thing you got to take away from this, same size, same problems. And that is Dr. Ken's Truth on the new 1017 The Truth. You are listening to Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com.
You're listening to Truth in the Afternoon. You know, speaking of the award-winning 1071, I'm done. Okay, I'm okay. <laughs> so I drank some water, and part of the ice got in my mouth. And so I thought, well, I'll just bite down on it and crunch it and then start talking. Yeah, that don't, that don't work too well. Anyway. Tune in to the award-winning 1017 The Truth this Saturday at 10 a.m. Yep, there it is again. Another episode of Diversity and Excellence powered by Erie Insurance, hosted by me. And Fred Johnson, the Vice President and Wisconsin State Manager for Erie Insurance. We're going to be talking about rising insurance costs and the top 10 risk factors which could continue to negatively impact insurance costs. Some things you can do, that some things the company does in order to make prices as low as possible. So, don't miss Diversity and Excellence, powered by Erie Insurance, this Saturday, 10 a.m., on the award-winning 101.7 The Truth. I think I'm going to get Arnold Schwarzenegger to give me a, um, say a slogan or something. This is Arnold. That should be pretty cool. Hmm. Anyway. Al, you're on the award-winning 101.7 The Truth. How are you? I'm doing good, uh, Mr. Harris. Doctor, Mr. Uh, Doctor Harris, I'd like to ask you a question. I'm going to try to put it very politely. Yes, sir. We have a lot of uh, 60, 70, 80-year-olds. They don't want to live in a house no more because they feel it's very unbearable due to people who look like them. And at this point, they don't mind if they sell their house and have to pay six, seven, eight, or even $10,000 just to have peace. Um I'm going to try to say this without insulting people. Do you feel the people who look like us is the new supremacy to black people, considering they feel like they can't live in a neighborhood? Um, they're, they're just tired. They don't want to deal with it, and they're just, they're just tired. They say, I don't know how many years I got left on this earth, but if I got to sell my house and pay extra property taxes just to have peace, not to deal with people who look like me, they're willing to do that. So I was going to ask you, because they use this, you know, the other word that racists call us. Do you feel that's a new supremacy to blacks? So let me, let me, let me see if I can unpack that, Al. <clears throat> if I understand you correctly, uh, people, baby boomers, who feel like their neighborhood is unsafe are now willing to looking to contemplating selling their house and moving to a suburb. Um, and, and let me, and, and just so they can be safe and live out their year, their years in peace. Did I get that right? Yes. Okay. Cause they're tired. Okay. They so said they didn't call the police. Okay. I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, okay. So they, they've called the police and done all sorts of things and nothing changes. Correct. Correct. Okay. Well, let me make a couple of corrections on that. Um, not necessarily for you, but but for for Truth Nation. Suburban taxes, in many cases, are cheaper than Milwaukee County. Mm-hmm. So me moving to a comparable or smaller house, though it may cost more, I'll probably still pay less in taxes. So that's one. Number two, I could sell my house and go buy a house or do a, I think it's called a 1065, 1035 trade and trade my house for a comparable house and be done. So that's two. Three, 
why wouldn't I want to live safe? Like me leaving a black neighborhood is no more racist than somebody white leaving a black neighborhood if they feel unsafe. Why is it racist when a white person or black person leaves somewhere where they literally feel unsafe? They have home invasions. They got people breaking into their house, garbage all over the place, uh, loud music, gunshots. Why would you want to live there? And I want to say thank you for answering that question because I've been asking. And a lot of people don't want to touch with the question or they come with all these excuses Mm -hmm. why it should be okay, why they should not want to move. And these people are in the best years of their life, and they just want peace. They want to be able to go get pick their groceries up. They don't want to deal with somebody who, and nothing with our own people. I love our own people, but some of them is working their last nerves. They didn't raise their kids. They didn't work. They didn't did everything right, and they just want peace. You know, so a lot of them feel oppressed by their own. Right. And a lot of people say, well, well, you shouldn't make, you know, it should be okay. And a lot of them say, I don't care. I just want my, I just want peace. So that's all I wanted to ask. All right. Hope I thank you. All right. All right. 833-212-1017 is the number. It's, it's hard to argue that. You can't argue that. I laugh when people get mad when black people move to the suburbs. Like, people actually get upset. You're a sellout. Like, I remember having a student in class that basically said that if you move out of the city and you move to a suburb and it's white, then you are a sellout. And so my, my, my question to her was, what exactly are you selling out? Safety? Are you selling out losing property? And understand that happens in a smaller segment in the city of Milwaukee. That don't happen everywhere. That don't happen on the north side everywhere. But but we have this thing in our brain that if it's black, then it's it's automatically unsafe. So in some instances, that keeps people away who might want to cause harm or take over things and buy property and gentrify and move people out. So in that instance, I agree. Staying is important. But it's your prerogative. You live in America. You have a right to decide where you want to live and move wherever you want. I prefer the city. I prefer an urban area. I prefer movement. I prefer being around, but I'm one of those people where, you know, maybe it's getting to the point where, you know, a lot of the things I do in the city, I can hand that off to somebody else and let somebody else do it and roll out. Is that how you feel? 833-212-1017. Al had a good point. How do you feel about people moving out of the city? How do you feel about people deciding enough is enough, selling their house and moving? How do you feel about that? Are you for it? Are you against it? Are you ambivalent? You don't really care? Eh. Because you shouldn't have to live in fear. And some of the older people, 70s and 80s and 90s, I'm going to stay here because I was born here and I'm going to die here. Uh, No. 
If you're not safe, you need to get out. If you don't, no, let me let me rephrase that. If you don't feel safe, you need to roll out. That's all. Because at some point, those are the those are the best years of your life. Those are the best years of your life, and you should not spend them in fear of your life. You shouldn't spend them in fear of your your car getting broken into, your house getting broken into, you getting knocked upside the head. You shouldn't. Now, granted, that can happen in a white neighborhood, Hispanic neighborhood, Asian neighborhood, Pacific Islander neighborhood, like anybody. It can happen in anybody's neighborhood. Italian, Greek, Serbian, Croatian, Polish, don't matter. It can happen in anybody's neighborhood. I think part of it, Al, is how we see ourselves. So I I kind of look at the different levels of people who do harm in a community. Not just black community, but in a community. You've got the, you know, the silly kids, the pranksters who do ridiculous stuff, you know. I'm beyond the arresting the kid for blowing a spitball through a big ink pen, you know, at the teacher or at the student and it smacks him on the neck and I better want to call the police. We beyond that. You got you got the pranksters who just do silly stuff. Nothing dangerous, silly stuff. Then you got the borderline kids that kind of go along with the other kids that do bad, but they don't do bad. Sometimes they get caught up, party to a crime in the wrong place at the wrong time. Somebody points them out because, you know, we all look alike. And, you know, you get pointed out and and you're, you're guilty by association. And then there's the low-level criminal. Crimes of opportunity. We in the store. It's crowded. I'm going to take some stuff. We're going to bum-rush the store. We're going to steal stuff. I see a purse laying on a bench while somebody's waiting for the bus. I'm going to steal that. I walk in and the cat, they're still doing the old school cash register. The person turns around to grab something. And it's open and I grab the money. Commonly known as a till tap. So, you know, it, it, can, it can happen. Stuff like that happens. But then there's the criminal. The burglar that breaks into your house. The person that robs you at gunpoint, at knife point, or just a basic strong arm robbery snatches your stuff and runs and quite possibly drags you along with it. But then there's the predator. And the predator doesn't care when, doesn't care where. It's the person driving down the street who gets mad, has road rage, gets out the car and shoots you in the head. It's the person that shoots up a neighborhood, walks down the street, threatening people, selling drugs, doing all sorts of things. Fortunately, that's not the majority of the community. Any more so than people north of Highway 60 think that is the city of Milwaukee and black people. I'm glad they're wrong. They have no idea what they're talking about. But until we change it, I 
I'm going to have to remember when I go home or when I leave home in the morning from Sherman Park, there's an alley in the community that is so full of garbage. I literally had to stop my car and look. I should have taken a picture and put it on X. I should have taken a picture and put it on LinkedIn. It is the most disturbing, and Sandra was correct, the most disturbing view of garbage I have ever seen in my life. I've seen that same garbage on the south side, too. I've seen the same on the, on the south side, too, so don't, don't get it twisted. But I was appalled. a piece of garbage here or there blowing in the wind, a can. That's one thing. Piles and piles of garbage sitting in the alley. And so my question is, when I get it, I'm going to send it to the alderman, the state rep, the state senator, and the U.S. senators. And they'll say, it's not my problem, it's theirs. No, it's yours because this is your state. What are we doing about this? It's unconscionable that it's there. How many times has a garbage truck driven past this garbage and not stopped and picked it up? Well, it's got to be in a can. At some, at some point, somebody has to come through and push that stuff to a point where DPW can pick it up because it's atrocious. When we come back, I want to know who should be president. Of the top four or five people, we need to find out who should be president because I got a sneaking suspicion I don't think Biden's going to make it to November. Your thoughts. 833-212-1017 is the number you're listening to Truth in the Afternoon. Want to remind you, if you ever miss one of our favorite truth shows, be sure to listen back by streaming us on the Truth app, Apple Podcasts, or Spotify. Traffic, sports, and weather, up next. Don't touch that dial. More of Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harrison is next on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. This is Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. You're listening to Truth in the Afternoon. I'm your host, Dr. Ken Harris. Hey, want to remind you today, the award-winning 1017 The Truth is home to Milwaukee Panthers basketball, so don't miss any of the hoop action today by listening to Panther Basketball on 1017 The Truth, the Truth app, and all your favorite streaming platforms. Cupid has an arrow today for the Panthers. They're on the road. They take on Cleveland State Vikings tonight. Coverage begins at 5.30, tip-off at 6 o'clock, right here on the award-winning 101.7 The Truth. But don't forget, through all the basketball and college and high school and all that fun stuff, the award-winning 101.7 The Truth proudly celebrates black excellence in the most monumental moments in our history. Tune in all month as we celebrate Black History. 1017 The Truth Celebration of Black History Month is sponsored by Tayback Law, Educators Credit Union, Freighter, and the Medical College of Wisconsin and American Family 
Insurance. 833-212-1017 is the number. Who's going to be president? Who's going to be president? Who's? Who's? <laughs> who's going to be president? So Kamala Harris in USA Today says she's ready to serve as president amid concerns about Biden's age. Vice President Kamala Harris said in an interview last week, that she's ready to serve as president amid voter concerns of Joe Biden's uh, age 81. I'm ready to serve. There's no question about that. Harris told the Wall Street Journal on February 6th. She also said that everyone who sees her on the job walks away fully aware of her capacity to lead. Her comments came two days before special counsel Robert Hur released a report after a year-long probe examining Biden's alleged mishandling of classified documents. While the report concluded that Biden won't face any charges, which is odd. It described Biden as a well-meaning elderly man with a poor memory. Hmm. The report also alleges that Biden forgot when he served as vice president or when his son, Bo, died. Biden angrily rebuffed the report's allegations in a primetime address to the nation. Last week, saying my memory is fine. Take a look at what I've done since I've become president. I don't know the correlation, but anyway, Biden, Biden's age are still a political obstacle for the president as he campaigns for a second term in the White House. A Manmouth University poll in October found 76 percent of voters agree that Biden is too old to effectively serve another term as president. An NBC poll from February this year also found 76 percent of the voters say they have concerns about his mental and physical Health And so Harris had previously said she's prepared to be commander in chief if necessary in an interview with Face the Nation, but also said Biden is going to be fine. You ready? All together now. Huh? Right. Who's going to be? Gavin Newsom, former first lady. I'm sorry. Gavin Newsom is the California governor. A former first lady, Michelle Obama, Kentucky Governor Andy Bashir, and Vice President Kamala Harris, 833-212-1017. I need your vote. Which one? Who of these four should be? And after you vote, I'll tell you my pick. Honestly, I will tell you my pick. Vice President Harris says she'll, she, she's ready. Andy Bashir, the Kentucky governor, says he wants to be. I don't think Michelle Obama has expressed interest in being president of the United States and California governor Gavin Newsom has done all but go in and lock everybody out the white house and camp out. So we know what's on his mind, but who do you want all one or none? Eight, three, three, two, one, two, one, zero, one, seven is the number. Which, which, which one would you choose? Because, I got to tell you, I got to tell you, it might sound racist and it's not meant to be. I think it's more, not even bias, but prejudice. Okay. Cause everybody's prejudiced. Everybody's biased, but not everybody's racist. I don't consider myself to be racist. I don't consider myself to be as biased as most people, but I'm definitely prejudiced. That, I, I'm prejudicial. I choose one or the other. 
and people have, you know, castigated and destroyed that word and castigated people because of that word. When in fact we prejudge and have preferences all over the place and nobody questioned them. Then when it comes to race or marriage or kids, something like that, then everybody gets upset about it. And I just find that interesting. I find that, I believe, appropriately interesting. Two women, both black women, two white males, both white males. Anybody see a pattern? Anybody see a pattern in this? Not Hispanic. No Asian. Well, technically, Kamala Harris is an Asian. She's of Asian descent. Which is a whole other thing. Do you consider Kamala Harris black or Asian? Her mother's from India, which is in Asia, on the continent of Asia. So do you consider her black or Asian? Like, I find it interesting that black people complain about white people who say, oh, you get one drop of black blood in you, you're black, and then you embrace it when it's somebody you like and they're mixed. Oh, they're black. Well, time out. Was Barack Obama black or was he white? Which one? His father was African. His mother was white. So which one is he? Is he African? Which in turn makes him black? Or was he, right? Or, watch this. There might be an original thought. It doesn't matter. It might be that you take the person at face value. And that Kamala can decide to be whatever she wants to be. And Barack Obama can decide to be whatever he wants to be. And Michelle Obama can decide to be whatever she wants to be. And so can Gavin Newsom and Andy Bashir. That's all. I mean, that's just me. Because at some point, we have to recognize and respect people for who they are and who they present themselves to be. So don't get all mad when people decide they want to change their gender. Don't get mad when people decide they want to change their race. Don't get mad when people want to decide they want to. Now, what you can't do, I can respect it, but I don't have to prescribe to it and follow it along and do all that. I can decide to do what I want to do. At least that much respect I would hope I get. 833-212-1017 is the number. Michael, you're on the award-winning 1017 The Truth. Yes, I'm, I'm back. Yeah, I would consider her black, but this is why, though. I'm going by the fact that, number one, her father was Jamaican. Number two, Africans migrated to the Asian countries. Most of the people who ruled early Asia, including India, were black or from direct African descent. So from that basis, I would consider her black. So we're going to dismiss the fact that her mother's Indian? Or is her mother lesser in her... In, in I'm, her saying, I'm, 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 saying that, I'm saying that because she's Indian, that will make her black based on nah, the African ancestry. That's a stretch, dude. Okay. <laughs> give me some, give me some, listen, give me some data. Send, send me a link. Send me some information on it. Oh, okay. You know what I could do? I could, I could send you a, uh, oh, wow. Uh, do you have a number I can 
is there a number I could text text something? Because I could text a book that also that there's many books, but this particular book by uh, Renoko Rashidi mentions about the African migration to uh, and, to different Asian countries. That's, as I'm as long as there's data book. and information, I can track and follow. Right. And yeah. 833-212-1017. That's the number. Okay, yep. that's what I was sitting. The, yep. uh, okay, all right, thank you. And if you want to email something, host, H-O-S-T, at 1017thetruth.com. Okay. All right, I'll do that. Thanks. All right, appreciate it. No problem. All right. And that's something to look into. That's That's something to dive into and see where the data comes from and see where he gets his information from and migration. See if there's confirmation with anything else. I mean, absolutely. Most definitely. 833-212-1017 is the number. So we got one. Somebody said Kamala Harris and they say she black. Okay. More of Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris is next on 1017 The Truth, the Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. You are listening to Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris on 1017 The Truth, the Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. You're listening to Truth in the Afternoon. I'm your host, Dr. Ken Harris. You know, Black-owned business give back is back, and we've teamed up with Associated Bank to help local black businesses grow and succeed together. The home of Milwaukee Black Talk will be giving away $6,000 worth of free commercial advertising for three months to five black businesses each quarter of 2024. To sign up for this incredible marketing opportunity, visit blackbusinessgiveback.com. That's blackbusinessgiveback.com. Let's rebuild our community's backbone through exposure on the truth. For official rules, head to, you guessed it, blackbusinessgiveback.com. Associated Bank member, FDIC. I want to remind you, we only got about 40 more minutes or so left because we're our home of the Milwaukee Panthers basketball. Don't miss any hoop action. Listen to Panthers basketball right here on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and anywhere you like to stream. Panthers are on the road. They take on Cleveland State Vikings. That's tonight. Coverage begins at 5.30, tip-off at 6. Happy Valentine's Day, y'all. It's Valentine's Day. Happy Valentine's Day, Rhea. She's like, eh, whatever. <laughs> I think that was a coming from you. Whatever. I get it. I get it. Valentine's Day is just another day, though. I mean, it's, eh. Eh, is it a U.S. day or is it another Hallmark holiday? Because, you know, Hallmark be making stuff up like Sweetest Day. 
uh, we don't sell any, like, nobody sell. Like, have you ever gotten a Thanksgiving card? Like, ever? No. We got Christmas cards. We don't give Labor Day cards. We don't give Fourth of July cards. So we needed something in the fourth quarter, right? So Hallmark could make some, <laughs> so Hallmark could make some money. So they, yeah. but is Valentine's Day like a national, or is it, or was it invented by, you know, them folks? You know them folks, Hallmark, which just happens to be in what city? Kansas City. So I was in Kansas City. Um, not the last time they won the Super Bowl, but the first time they won the Super Bowl. And then I was in, in the city like that April. Let me tell you, everything in that city is red, orange, and white. Downtown was as bright as it was amazing. It was amazing. I'm just saying. It was absolutely great. So, story on Business Insider. Talks about at 25, Cami Kanashina isn't where she thought she would be in her career. After a year working as a product manager in Southern California, she was laid off in June. The job was great, but the experience was getting of, of getting axed kind of shifted her priorities. And now she's on the job hunt and she's not messing around. So instead of worrying about company culture or whether the job sounds exciting, the first thing Kanashina looks for is the salary. Right now, there's this whole salary transparency movement. So a lot of the roles I apply to, I know about the pay right off the bat. Once satisfied with the pay range, she digs into the company. Are they doing work that, she has experience with then she checks whether the opening provides room for growth how long until she could get a promotion for her to apply all three factors have to line up but you're not guaranteed a promotion there may be somebody there who's better qualified than you well more people young people are saying the same thing salary and career growth are the most important things about a job and it could explain why gen z workers are so much more unsatisfied with their jobs than other older colleagues. Only 44% of workers under 30 told Pew Research this past May that they were very satisfied with their job compared to 67% of workers 65 and over. This also is a shift from when older generations were young and a 1995 survey by the consulting firm Wire Company under 30 Gen Xers, they work sucks. I know, generation. They were actually the most satisfied with their jobs than any other age group. And over the past few years, the gap between young and old is getting significantly wider. Research found that Gen Zers have different priorities from those of their boomer bosses. While pay and career progression are critical for the new workers, older folks care more about whether the job itself is enjoyable. Age plays a role in explaining the gap, but Gen Z is also entering the workplace at a unique time. After witnessing millennials being sold on the false promise that landing a job and clocking in hours would lead to a steady climb up the ladder and pay scale and all the chaos that wrought and Gen Zers are much less apt to entrust their futures to their employer. No loyalty. 
As Business Insider correspondent Aki Ito wrote, the loyalty contract between employers and employees is broken. Now, during a time of high inflation, massive student loan debt, Gen Zers are taking their future into their own hands by prioritizing high pay and progression above everything else. In the past, they were provided really good jobs, pensions, and careers that could grow at a company for 20 years. It's not how it is today, says Kenoshina. I've just come to terms with what adulthood is actually like. You agree with that? Because I've seen it. I've seen it evolve over time, and I've listened to people talk about it, and I've listened to my children look at jobs not in terms of, and and I'm speaking from, from the outside end. This is by no means them signing or co-signing what I'm saying. But I've seen other youth look at jobs and say, these are the two things I'm looking for. How much pay and how soon can I get promoted? How can I move up the ladder and do things and do that and do this? Now, old school, you got to earn that. Old school, you have to show that you jump in, you know. Around here, they, they talk about, you know, Jumping in and getting work done and over-delivering. But then the question is, what do you get for over-delivery? And watch this. I over-deliver to everyone who over-delivers to me. And I think that's what Gen Z is asking. Who over-delivers to them? Well, if I can't get over-delivery for me and I'm expected to give everyone else what they want, These are the things that I'm going to ask for up front. I expect to be promoted within three years, and I expect to get this salary done deal. Yes, no. And right now, with the way jobs are going, we talk this thing about we can't find people, but you're going to have to pay for people. And that's exactly what's going to happen. I think Gen Z is doing it right. I think Gen Z is straightforward. They're asking for what they want, and if you don't give it to them, they leave. If you don't give it to them, they don't take the job. Because just like brand loyalty, job loyalty is out the window. Whatever's cheaper, whatever looks good, and whatever's fair is what we go with. And so I don't have to have Gucci. I don't have to have Coach. I don't have to have Louis Vuitton. Some sketchers will do. I'm just saying. Now, when it comes to stuff like cologne or hats, or in my case, my weakness, sweaters, okay. <laughs> but I completely agree with Gen Z. I think that they're doing a great job at making sure what they want is being heard. And I don't blame them for not being loyal. Because I'm going to tell you, loyalty, in some cases, is a transactional event. And I think if you give them what they want and you treat them right, they'll work with you. Top five at five coming up next. You're listening to Truth in the Afternoon.